This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Hey, Jim, how's it going? Hey, what's happening? Mm. Just drinking a milkshake, driving home. Yeah. Me and Jim are heading home from the Wilderness Todd Hawkins Memorial indoor uh, indoor event. It's a really fun one that we both look forward to every year. Yeah, it was good. Special thanks to Doug Rosin for, for running it. Manning it, mm-hmm. going through all the trouble, getting everybody in yeah. line. I had gotten to meet Todd, I think two years, twice, shooting, doing this shoot. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. So should we recap the shoot or should we get on to the other stuff? Well, let's get on the other stuff first. And then yeah, we we'll recap the shoot in a little bit. But yeah. seems like people generally don't really give a shit about <laughs> <laughs> whatever event I'm shooting. And indoor, the, indoor blow by blow. Yeah, <laughs> they want to hear uh, archery stuff. So let's yeah. see. First on my list is new products released at the ATA. Okay. Uh, you know, we had an inside horse at the ATA who gave us nothing. <laughs> it was pretty much Jim scouring the internet for pictures and videos at, from the ATA show. Yeah. First thing we saw was the uh, the new spot hog site, the Boonie. Yes, yeah, a lot of uh, upgrades over the uh, Fast Eddie. Yeah, is that it's pretty much a new version of the Fast Eddie, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they uh, they they still have it, but I think it's not in addition to the line. But it's definitely a step up in a lot of ways. Yeah, what uh, they have it? It's like an adjustable first axis, correct? Yeah, adjustable first axis. They have a wider uh, windage block. You know that uh, you know if you've owned Spot Hog products, and you know you know who you are if you have had to put a little shim out plate on there, you know to get your windage within, so it's not maxed out one way or the other. Oh yeah, the left or right yeah. movement on your scope. So they got a bigger block on there, and then uh, they have adjustable pointers. You know, yeah. um, micro they're micro adjust pointers. I'm y- sorry. Yeah, they're not connected together e- anymore, right? That I'm not sure on, but I remember uh, like yeah. on some of their sites they have like your your first and second uh, pin on your on your yardage indicator, right? And it's fixed, so it's like you just have to know what the second pin. You have to shoot it in, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of know what it's going to be. Match your site up accordingly. Um, let's see, they're pricing it at two ninety nine. So that's not too bad. That's a pretty good price. Uh, it's you know, about the going rate for spot, sites. Spot hog products are quality. I mean, uh, always it, been. If you buy an Axel, you're going to be spending like what three ninety, right? Ish. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean, pretty. There's uh, pluses and minuses to every. You know, some people really love the the Axel pins. Mm-hmm. They are always horizontal, uh-huh. and you can get down to zero gap. And other people. It's not a big deal, you know. The um, the uh, spot hog pins coming in at an angle. Okay. Yeah, I have an Axel hunting site. I got the landslide. I really like the. Yeah, that was a that was the hot one last year, right? Mm-hmm. It just came out. Kind of like their version of the spot hog site, right? It's pretty legit. Um, you gonna get one? The boonie? I will not. Yeah, I'm a. Um, 
I'm sticking to my hunter hogget. Oh, cool. You know, yeah, yeah. When, when I do hunt. You're, that's a five pin, right? Fixed five pin? Yeah, fixed five pin. I, I have thought about getting the seven pin. Um, the but scope? No, it's just seven pins. Oh, but isn't that the whole, that's not the whole scope housing? It's it's still a housing. What, I mean, uh, what I'm asking is you can't, bu- are you just going to buy two more pins? And no, no, no. This one actually, because they're all like, they call them turrets. Uh-huh. And that's how you adjust the, uh, the, up the elevation. Yeah. yeah. And this one is just a bigger, slightly bigger scope, and they have seven pins in there. Hmm. That's cool. So... Might spring for that one, huh? Not a fan of the uh, the adjustable. Yeah, there's a lot of. I'm I'm not one to take a hundred yard shot, so. <laughs> I'll not, take not a lot of not a lot of need. I'll take them all day. Yeah, yeah. Fuck and being ethical at this point. No, no, you're highly capable, so. Mm. I'll, you know. Uh, yeah, well, shooting them's the easy part. Eighty yards on an elk, uh, in the. In most situations, uh, yes, I'll do that. But mm-hmm. I'd rather just pull up and know that pin is there. Yeah, that's true. You know, just where to put it. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, I know. I think they have adjustable wheels now, or they have new wheels for the. Um, for yeah, the so you can replace the wheel and have different um, different tapes on it. Different tapes on it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty nice. That's a couple companies now, site companies that are taking like the 3D printed aftermarket stuff that people have been making, and they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna make that part of our regular sure. thing now." They, it's upgraded, you know. Yeah, yeah. Different standards. But that you know, Axel did that with a little micro adjust needle, and now Spothog's doing it. So anyway, that's cool. Two ninety nine, a decent yeah. price point, in my opinion. But you know. Who yeah, knows? considering what what other options are in the that price range, it, mm-hmm. it seems uh, acceptable. And it, it seems like they're pretty damn reliable. I think everything outside of the Hogfather, yeah, is yeah. pretty reliable. The Hogfather is their OG hunting site that people use for target from time to time. No, no, wait, no. The Hogfather was a target site. Target site that some, that Cameron Haynes used for hunting. Yeah, I guess so. He could have. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that that, that thing was kind of like their flagship for a while. Yeah, I'm, I've used it, you know, and it, it worked really good. I liked it. It had a lot of attributes, I thought, you know, and um, but it did have some downfalls, you know, like mm-hmm. their their windage was pretty. Their windage and their elevations were right. really coarse clicks. I so when I had one, you couldn't tell if the windage was actually turning the site or not. You know, you pretty much got to send them in once in a while just to get get them serviced. Yeah, that was uh, one problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you definitely needed to have two. But that was just with that one. You know, the fast eddy and all the ones that came out afterwards. Yeah, seemed to be. They had a different mechanism. Yeah, so. they all seemed to be very reliable. So let's see other products. The Hamskia stabilizer weight system. Yes, yes. The magnetic stabilizer locking weight system. Right. Now I know our buddy Rudy was really turned on by this thing. What do you think? I think uh, it's a neat looking product. Uh, yeah. I like the way they designed it. You know, and pretty uh, cool. That machining is cool. Yep. Uh, kind of. Will, will I spend the money for it? No, no. The the, <laughs> the price on these guys. I know if you get the this the weight system, it's gonna be like 
I think it's like 20 ounces of weight, maybe a little more. It's $390 yeah. uh, for the kit. Um, 15 to $38 for individual weights. For individual weights, that price isn't too bad. You know, I agree, yeah. Um, that's about the going rate on most. Yeah, but unfortunately, most Target stuff is pricey. Pricey for, you yeah. know. I think a Matthews weight is like 30 bucks for a single and then yeah. 40 for the triple. So, so um, yeah, it's a pretty neat little system they got. Basically, you screw in, like, the base, and then magnets will hold your little plate, and then you just turn it and lock it into place. Lock, yeah. So... I, I would argue that you could probably adjust weights even faster than the Matthews. Uh, oh, yeah. There's, for the most part, if you're just going to adjust one or two ounces, hands down, it's the fastest system. Yeah, yeah. And the positive locking in there. It'll be interesting to see how many people run that system. I, w- I want to know how many pros are going to use it and then to trickle down from that. Yeah. So, let's see. Um do you think that new spot hug site's going to be good enough for target archery? That I don't know. Uh, I'd have to actually get my hands on it a little bit. Yeah. You know, feel the clicks, you know, or how it moves around. Yeah. But, you know, it, it definitely could be. I think it definitely could. You know? But uh, we'll see. You know, the, the hog father had, like, clicks that you could... It had a little dial that you could click yeah. for elevation. Yeah, and right. I felt like that's what, you know. Well, that one was, like, very, like I was mentioning before, it was very coarse. Uh-huh. No, so it was, like, yeah. like, four to six, you know, turns, you know, mm-hmm. for one rotation versus, you know, most other ones have 20, you know. Yeah. So, I was going to say, well, you're using a Shibuya now. Do you like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah it's uh, definitely a lot lighter than. Uh, Are you shooting? It's the kind black of gold. The, the OG Shibuya, right? Is yours the what they call it? UTX or something like that? I can't remember. Yeah, it's uh, not the most current one. But it's right probably, before, probably yeah, the one before that. Mm-hmm. I and like it, the Shibuya. It works really well. Yeah, I, you've Japanese. always had really good uh, yeah. luck with that. The Japanese can make stuff for yeah. sure. Mm. Yeah, the the clicks are solid fine you know everything's fit and finish is great yeah so let's see what else we got any other cool products that you heard about from the ata um i got one i got one tell me Uh, i don't have my notes i don't have my notes on me right now damn should have done this podcast last night (laughs) the two blade um broadhead from uh annihilator yeah fixed two blade that looks fucking cool right right yeah they're gonna have left and right uh, bevels. Yep. Looks like a little sonic airplane. Yeah. They're, they're little... The X-22 uh, airplane. They're little... The four blades, you know, the little extra blades on there. Yep. Really open up that wound channel. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Um, they have a... They already have a quite a following, you know, with the Annihilators. Yeah. Didn't they have, like, a very aggressive pro staff, like, when they first came out? Yeah. They, they definitely got it out there. Yeah. Dude, I had heard, I think it was on Meat Eater, they were talking about what broadheads, like the Meat Eater podcast, like what broadheads were the most lethal yeah. that they found. So they had interviewed a depredation hunter mm-hmm. 
and his job, he was trying to explain that, oh, okay, well, my job is, you know, I can't shoot a deer and let it go running down the street or let it go running into someone's yard. It's got to die really fast. It can't be running, you know, X number of yards. And he was saying, like, um, granted, all his shots really close, like 50 yards and under. Okay. That He used the Annihilator broadhead. And he said it's like a gunshot wound on these nice. deer. So I always thought that was kind of neat because I was expecting, you know, they kind of held out. Like, he, he didn't tell you right away what kind of broadhead it was. So I was thinking for sure it was going to be a rage. Right. You know? But uh, when he said Annihilator, I was like, oh, shit, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the the premise behind it, as, as they say, the the Annihilator, the it's kind of got a cup on the back side of the blade. Yeah. Or, well, you know, it's shaped. It has a cup. So as it's going through, it's... Um, pushing the the meat, yeah, out of the way, Ugh. and it's creating a bigger wound channel, yeah. Then versus the size of the broadhead, yeah. You know, typical. It's a pretty small broadhead. Yeah, one inch, one inch and a sixteenth. I think. So I remember maybe. when you got them. Remember we did our own broadhead testing right. years ago, and those flew the best. They flew really good. You know, yeah. I, I mean, we're not doing a commercial for. I mean, I'll tell you. At the end of this conversation, what what broadhead I'm going to try next? And it's not an, an annihilator, but right. I've, not, I've only heard good things about annihilators. You know, I remember you shot them really well, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they 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 haul around that car door, you know, where they punch through the car door a whole bunch. Oh, do they know? really? Yeah, I remember when they had it. You think Rogan could put one through a cyber truck? You know, it probably has a better chance, but. Who knows? I bet you have Rogan shot it square. You ever watch the... It's kind of like he shot it and the arrow's going like a little sloping downward angle. Right. So then when it hit the car, it like deflected off. If he just hit that shit square, you know... I, I think that his choice of broadhead for that particular instance was not the right one. Right. You Did know? you put a kudu on there? Anything with like a trocar tip or something with a hardened tip. Yeah. You know? Slice through that would, communist would piece of shit truck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, ugly. Yeah, yeah. The word for it. <laughs> um, so, dude, the the broadhead that I am super juiced about to shoot is an old, old broadhead. I don't have any yet, but I bought some for my brother for his birthday. The Raptor okay. Raptor Trick from it's uh from I think it's from Schwacker, like the whoever makes Schwackers. Okay. Or is it Slick Trick? It might be who makes it. Might it's the mechanical. It's the it's probably slick trick. Fuck, I fucking I sound like a dumbass. <laughs> Excited. <sighs> no. Um, Hold did, on, let me look it did up. Slick trick have mechanicals. It's called the Raptor Trick. So if it's a Schwacker, it is slick trick. Okay. Raptor Trick mechanical broadhead. They look really fucking small. Okay. You know, it just looks like a like a straight rod with a little point at the end. Is it a uh Cam, yes. Opening, yes. I believe so. So that opens from the front and then deploys to the back. Yes. Versus the the ones just slide back and open. Yeah, they open. They open like uh, like if you were to stand two playing cards up mm-hmm. next to each other and then let them go. Right. That's what they, it opens like. But they look so small. Like the okay. the broadhead looks so small. I cannot imagine they don't fly good. You know. Right. Right. So um. Uh, you know, if you got enough vein, I'm sure that broadhead fucking kills. Uh, but yeah, I got some for my brother. So on his birthday, I'll watch him shoot it, and 
if he can piece two of them in the same hole, I'll or you know same block, I'll I'll probably get myself some. Okay. <laughs> they just look cool. They look damn cool. I shot Schwackers this last year, and I really like Schwackers. Yeah, a lot of people uh, are very happy with those. Dude, most mecha- most accurate broadhead I've shot to date, and I've tested a whole fuckload. Can you guess what it is? No. Kudu. Kudu. Okay. Fixed two blade. And it's, you know, you hear a lot of people are like, oh, my mechanical flies better than my fixed blade. And it's kind of like common lore or whatever. Right. But the kudus are are really fucking small. I think if you got your your bow somewhat sorted, you know, things are going to, you know, obviously expandable is going to fly good. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we were having our own little test there. Yep. And we were doing pretty darn well with the kudu. Dude, the kudu group wise, you know. So the kudu, you can pick which bevel, right, on it, left or right bevel. I went left bevel to match the left rotating arrow. Then with left helical on the, dude, that thing fucking came out. F- you know, you had a lot of confidence in it. A ton of like a ridiculous <coughs> amount. I had to refletch my arrows daily. Mm. Cause oh, because you're just cutting veins off. That's at, right. I remember at, your videos that's at right. long range, dude. Yeah. I really like kudus. That's gonna be my my fallback if the uh, raptor tricks are garbage right you know so let's see any other products no i don't not off the top of my head was kafaro at the ata definitely they were yeah oh west coast archery is now carrying kafaro yes they are so if you guys want to come soon kafaro gear the only place you're going to get to try it on is at west coast otherwise you're just gonna have to order it and take a shot in the dark right so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's a big plus, you know, being able to have a tactile yeah. kind well, of response to so that stuff. So for packs, you want to go in and get fitted. Definitely a big, big plus. And, like, I used to do uh, backcountry backpacking, right, mm-hmm. with a backpack that I got from REI. And I ordered it online. And then when I went in there and I was showing them how, like, I was like, this pack is kind of uncomfortable. And they're like, oh, you never got fitted for it. Like, this is all wrong. This is all wrong. And they ended up exchanging it for a whole different size. Oh. So, yeah. It's like, you know, there's what you think. Because they tell you sizes. Like, if you're this tall, your torso's this. Yeah. You kind of want this size. But realistically, if you have someone that knows how to fit you to a pack, that's much better. Or if you know how to fit yourself, you just want to go in and try it out, that's way better, I think, than just taking a shot in the dark online. Because I'll be honest. I bought these Origin pants thinking I would look cool as shit, but I look like an old man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was going to take your word for if it. If I could have tried these on first, I probably would not have bought these. <laughs> well, you're, you know, they're your everyday pants, you know? No. they got to be... So I have Versa pants, and those are pretty cool. Okay. My wife said those look goofy on me, but I think they look pretty cool. These look goofy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like an old Chinese man, okay. dude. <laughs> so they look like, I look like an old Chinese man wearing slacks. You know, the, they walk down Chinatown with their hands behind their back. <laughs> Sometimes they got a cigarette in their mouth, and they'll they'll walk up to two other Chinese old guys and they'll looking right in the face. Yeah, look at their fucking mahjong move or whatever, and <laughs> shake then they'll their just, head and walk away. <laughs> yeah, shake. that's what I look like, dude. I look, you put me in a dark, like a tattered, blue down vest. You wouldn't tell, be able to tell the difference. Oh man. So yeah. Um, well, you just keep them and uh, wear them around the house. I'm going to wear them all over. I, I bought these shit. I'm going to wear them proudly. Okay. And people yeah. tell me That's I look right. like a you're, fucking you're, goofball. I'm you're already uh, well down the path of American-made only. American-made products. Yeah. And when people tell me, Wendell, those pants look fucking weird on you, I'm going to yeah. say, hey, at least my shit isn't made in Bangladesh. 
Where yeah, the you're like, I'm plus factory. 10 on USA. Yeah, and then the, where the factory fucking caves in on people, you know? Not here. No, not yet. So, yeah. Where are they out of? Maine. Maine? Origin is out of Maine, yeah. So, pretty, pretty legit. And, uh, you know, everything's... I mean, I, I want to say a lot of their stuff, like, is even American supply chain. So, that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, and <coughs> they're coming in with prices that are... Yes. Um, so these pants are, are even with uh, Kuyu. The other other products that are popular. I kind of compare everything to Kuyu. Kuyu and Sitka. Kuyu's like the middle of the road for pricing, you know? Okay. Some of the Sitka stuff is either under or way over. Oh, okay, and their lines. Mm -hmm. Right. First Light. Uh, I feel like First Light's a little over, a little more on the pricey side. Okay. But uh, this stuff is like probably the same price as Kuyu. Right. I, I am going to try to get my hands on some Four Low. Uh, hunting stuff, because that's American made, but that's a little higher end. That's like more first light pricing. Oh, okay. You know, so that'll be more for like holiday stuff or when I have money that my wife doesn't see me spend. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I guess that's it for new products, ATA products. You know, I just can't. I gotta go back in our text chain. I'm gonna crash here, but I better not. You want me to look it up? We, we had a little notes up there. Take a look <laughs> real quick. We're just okay. driving here in traffic. I'm going to hit the pause button. Yeah, that was pretty much it. We thought we had more, but, you know, a lot of the big companies didn't show up at the ATA. Uh, just a lot of smaller companies, which is kind of cool because you kind of want to see new companies get their ideas off the ground. and Right. You kind of want to see some, some new shit, you know. And yeah. generally, new companies bring new shit, so that's kind of cool. I think everyone's hoping to see the big players release something ground groundbreaking. Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty much using their money elsewhere. Yeah, amateur Ho contingency. Yeah, hopefully passing it on to the archers <laughs> uh, versus going to the ATA show or the shot show. Yeah, what, uh, the sheep show. The sheep show. I don't think they go to the sheep show, but oh, okay, my bad. It just shows how much I know about anything. But, uh, yeah. Should we get into the pro news? Sure. News with the pros? All right, that was our ATA coverage. Pro news. So I got a message, and I just, I don't know if this is true or fake or unverified, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast it out there. And if anyone else knows about this, let me know. Okay? Drop me a line. You either tell me that what I heard is bullshit or what I heard is right on. So, an anonymous source told me the reason why Levi left Gold Tip. Have you heard about this, Jim? I have heard a little bit about this. Do you think it's real? You know, there's always a possibility. So, go uh, on. Yeah? Of anything being, you know, there are no more conspiracy theories. I know. In the modern age of information, I yeah. love it. Yeah. So, word on the street is, Levi left Gold Tip as a middle finger to Tim Gillingham. And that he had issue with Tim saying something along the lines of Levi wouldn't win in the uh, the known class. It was either in a podcast or in an interview somewhere he had said. And, you know, I've heard him say that even most recently Gillingham has said, like, on Bo Junkie, he's like, yeah, well, you know, the unknown is just luck. 
and Levi and those guys shoot it because it's less pressure when you don't know the. It's it's not. I wouldn't say he said luck. I would say what he was getting at, and the popular argument is the people who are really good in the uh, unknown are really good at judging. Judging, right? Judging distance. Well, no, no. That's what Poole said. Greg Poole said they're good at judging. And no, then, I think Tim said it too. And then Tim was like, no, it's a guessing game. Well, uh, but, yeah, but they're the best guesser, so they're good at, they're good at judging. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> they're, they're good at judging. <laughs> Dude. So, and then they, so they're not good, not as good mm-hmm. when they know the distance. Yes. I'm not sure if that was the same conversation that this person was referencing, but basically they had inside knowledge from, you know, their homie hunts with Levi, and Levi's like, well, fuck Tim for... Yeah. Saying this, you know. So, I don't know if that's true or not. If you guys know any inside, you know, Intel stuff. Yeah. Uh, let, well, us, let us know. Uh, there's nothing I love more than airing dirty laundry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it happens, but, you know. What's that? Let's see. Uh, I hope we don't. You know, we don't. Uh, infighting in the archery. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm sure that they, if you saw the, the post Gold Tip did for Levi, that was pretty classy on Goldtip's behalf. Yeah, yeah. And Levi wasn't talking shit about Goldtip at no, all. So no, you know, if you just took issue with just something Tim said, I I would imagine it'd have to be more than just one thing he said. You know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because that, like we said, this argument has been ongoing. Yes. For a few years. Yes, exactly. You know, ever since the known class has become popular, which is last five years. Yeah. Super popular. Yeah, I would say so. You know? So, yeah, that's the that's the in, the intel. I, I enjoy it when you guys drop me lines like that. This was, uh, I'm, I can't name this person because I'm not about to out anybody. But if you guys, uh, you know, you guys think something should be known. Yeah, put your feelers out there and uh, report back. You know, of course, something like that is very unverifiable. So I don't know yeah. if me saying that is bad or not. But well, we'll just cast it out and see what happens. Yeah. Definitely, th- I could see it happening. I could too. I mean, I'm sure Tim is cool as fuck, right? But I'm sure there's a side of Tim that's annoying as shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, he seems cool as fuck. Like, don't get me wrong. I slap high five with him in Vegas, right? You took pictures of it and tried uh, to make it into something it wasn't. That's <laughs> fine. I don't care. Uh, I didn't have to. I just saw the picture. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, there's. Uh, there's little things about him where he's like, dude, if you got to work with that guy, holy shit. Yeah. You know, that might be trouble. That's a, that's a possibility. So let's see. Uh, so. Oh, we should say Levi left Gold Tip to go to. Uh, um, Alv- Alta? Al- Al- is that what they called? Ultra. Ultra. Ultra, yeah. And Tim was very, um, you know, vocal about it being some Chinese bullshit Black Eagle nonsense. Sure. Yeah. Which is fine. That's yeah. okay. There ain't yeah. nothing wrong with it. Hey, and you guys should know, them victory arrows that everyone's switching to, those are Vietnamese. Yeah. Okay? That's a Vietnamese product. And then uh, Black Eagles One Chinese. They did very well the last few years. Oh, yeah. They've been doing well this year already again, so it's not like. All right, now, when you say Black Eagle, do you mean Darton? Or do you mean Black Eagle the Black arrow? Eagle Arrows. Okay. I don't know about that. I don't Which, know if that's a hmm. verifiable statement, but sure. I think it is. Eh, well, very you know, easily. Agree to disagree. Okay. 
Sure. <laughs> um, again, the only American-made arrow comes from Easton. Sure. It's great. So I will probably be getting on that Easton kick. Okay. At some point in time. I'm very happy getting free shit from Gold Tip. Mm. And I will plug all the good, you know, qualities of Gold Tip. At least it's North America. I guess, you know. But, I mean, we don't want those people jumping the wall. They can keep their shitty carbon over there, too, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you want it made over there or you want it made here? I'd rather have it made here. Black lung Americans. You know what? You make it here. Yeah, you make it a factory with heavy dust collectors, and then you dump all that shit on the other side of the border. <laughs> you know? Let's sell it back to China. You don't want them swimming across the lake? Dump our garbage in there, dude. That'll stop them. <laughs> Why don't we just start pushing all our garbage up to the border? You can't climb up a giant landfill. Have you seen what they can do? Dude, people explode. Like, landfills explode. Yeah. A ball of fire. Catch fire. Yeah. So, dude, I got a lot of... A lot of good ideas that just involves moving our garbage. It's really crazy. Like, uh, dude, there's a homeless guy in that field. I saw it. Just smoking a joint <laughs> in a lazy chair. <laughs> like, in the like, lounger. We'll have to talk to Mark. We're at Davis. We're passing Davis campus. It's like uh, we'll have to talk to Mark Rubio if he knows about the guy. Like, hey, This is guy. right by where Mark Rubio works. Yeah. This, Holy smokes. <laughs> He's got a tent with two rooms. <laughs> Dude, that guy's living the life right there. <laughs> a hammock, a lounger, you know <laughs> and a freaking hang-up shower. <laughs> He's like, y'all can pay taxes if you want. I'm just going to sit here and smoke this J. With my uh, free phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Thank yeah. you, Biden administration. Yeah. Anyway. um, Oh, yeah. Moving garbage. Dude, we could take all our garbage, press it into a gigantic tube shape shoot it into the air and let it hang in orbit until we need to drop it on a you know unwitting middle eastern country it would burn up before it got back down Mm-mm, dude you pack no. that shit tight enough yeah. make it a big enough rod most of it will burn up but all you need is a softball to hit you know you need to be okay. the size of a softball we'll get elon on it right now yeah elon gets but like he's he's not a fan of my show okay Says, uh, yeah, he's scared. He gets all pissed off that he's in thinking <laughs> this shit first. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, I okay. Well, let's finish off the pro stuff, and then I'll get into my last couple things. We have listener questions, and then uh, oh, great, some other shit. Um, let's see. Iowa Pro Am went down a couple weeks ago. Yes, Perkins. Wow, shot a ninety X. Correct. He shot. Infinity X's. He shot perfect X's. You're correct. He, first he, one, it was a five spot. He wanted five he spot. wanted outright. Yes. Yeah. And then your girl Paige wanted outright. Yes, that's true. Do you remember what she wanted with a 26X300 at the end, I believe? Right. Right? So she must have already been ahead from the five spot. Yeah, she was leading from there. I think she won. She had a... Perfect X's on that one, I think. Mm-hmm. So at the Iro Program, do you know if the five spot, that's not Vegas five spot, like the Rushmore Rumble. It's the Cincinnati five spot, the black and blue. I'm sorry, blue and blue and white. I think you're correct. Yeah. I don't quote me on that, but I think you are. Because the, the initial, like, 60 X's, it's not like Vegas X's. I right. Mean, I don't believe. It's like indoor national yeah, X's. If, if I'm correct. So, anyway, 
Uh, bravo to Perkins taking that bow out and just fucking whooping some ass. Man. Dude, the title is coming out swinging. Uh, again, this year. like uh, Stefan Hansen, he's shot, now he's shot two 660s. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, this, so, okay, let's, we'll go to Neems now, right? right. Neems. Um, I wanted to start this this bit. Do you know where Neems is? It's in another continent. Yeah, what what country? France. Yeah, very good, Jim. Very yes. good. I was going to jump all over you okay. there if you didn't get that. Um, it's just funny because uh, Kyle Douglas' luggage got lost on the airplane to France. Right. right. And uh, what happened? Uh, another Matthew shooter. Um, he Broadwater, borrowed. Broadwater shit was delayed. Oh, boy. Yeah, so it's kind of like... You know, the French baggage loaders. <laughs> Insert joke here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, uh, look, a baguette. So the finals is going down today. Mm-hmm. It's coming down to uh, Schlosser and Lutz. Uh, we should talk about the uh, the matches going up to that, though. You were talking about Hansen shooting 90. Right. So that's three 300s on the Super 10 <sighs> is what he shot. Just absolute smoke. And then uh, you mentioned Kyle Douglas. He borrowed Stephen Hansen's backup, backup bow. bow, and he shot... 598. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so wait. That means Hansen shot a 600. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. Hold on, let me... With the 150 again. All right, so I got it rolling again. Okay. Schlosser takes it against Lutz is what uh, what we're hearing right now. Yes. God damn! With another perfect 150. Damn! Look at look at Schlosser. He's got that super deep face anchor. Yeah. Well, it's uh. Remember they used to say they used to tell us don't do that. Well, they used to say I mean, set, set your peep up so that your head is more upright. Look yeah. at even uh, even Lutz has got his head kind of kicked over a little right. bit. There's something to that having that super low uh, super low peep. Well, you know, got to give it to Schlosser. He's uh, Amazing. Driving his own path, you know. He's, Amazing he has that he been stays for a while. hungry. You know that. Yeah, that he stays hungry doing the same thing. How many times do you think he's done these? Man, he, I mean, he's been Mister Perfect for what? Forever? Eight years? You know? I mean, he's been doing those one fifties like crazy. Look at that collapsed form right there. Yeah. Amazing. He gets any kind of tune out of that shitty Stratos. <laughs> but, but he's uh, one of the pioneers of the heavy. Uh, heavyweight look at all that weight on yeah. the front of his I mean, shit it's like oh my god 10 inches of front weight right yeah you know what's funny is when people are telling him like dude how come the this stratos just does not hold at all he's like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> he's like mine doesn't move at all right <laughs> god damn i'm gonna try that i'm gonna try putting that much weight on my bow tomorrow morning okay fuck oh does that look like 30 ounces huh oh e- easily yeah, 30 ounces i'm sure and he's got the you know, same thing on the back. Dude, and then he's holding the bow up after he wins. It's like, dude, how do you do that without your fucking tendons giving out? How you do that is archery is your job, and you shoot six 300 games a day. You know what it is, dude? Those Norwegian – he's Norwegian, right? Yeah, he's part Viking. Or uh, uh, or what, Danish? Yeah, they're, they're Vikings, right? Their tendons are super thick right out of the gate. Mm. They're, they, I heard they're closer to ox, oxen than they are people. They're eating that uh, whale blubber more often or yep. something. Whatever it is up there, dude. Yeah. So, um, okay, so check this out. You know, Hanson wasn't the only guy to shoot perfect. Uh, in his match, yeah. Uh, in qualifying. Okay. Matthias 
Fullerton. Oh, again. Yeah, he's been a little bit... Uh, also shot 60X. Off the radar. Yep. If uh, I, I guess if you call four, three or four game uh, contests. But, yeah, he was doing really well last year. Kicking butt. Yep. Um, Mati- M- Mati- Fullerton uh, had to face off against Schlosser. Oh, boy. And then it ended up going down to one arrow closest to middle. <laughs> and uh, Schlosser... Piped a, one right in the keister. What a toss-up. So, again, beast, beast. You know, those dudes, man, it, I wonder, is it like practice routine, time spent behind the bow? What is it to where you can shoot that much, fly somewhere, pick up your bow, and shoot perfect scores? Like You know what I mean? Like... Here we are. I just we just drove what two hours, and I feel like I'm in a whole different. Yeah, you know, it, my bow feels totally different to me. Well, I mean, he's he's been doing this for a while, so yeah, he's he has his uh, setup, you yeah. know, and, and his routines when he does travel. Yes, you know what he's going to eat, what he's not going to eat. Mm-hmm. So he's a little more used to it, but hmm? could be food. You know, I did have a ribeye for dinner last night. Flying out of France to all those areas over there. It's fairly close, you know. Yeah, it's not like us going over over there, or even from one side of our country to the other. You know? Look at Let's though. Let's flew over there. Yeah, he's he's a beast. He but, punched a bunch in the middle, but you know, it's something you get used to. You know. I just wonder is it is it an amount of practice thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you shoot a, a billion fucking arrows, you can do that, or is it you're born with it? Is this something like inherent to you genetically? Is it a mental thing? Like, you know, you know, I, I fell on a nail when I was a kid, and this part of my brain is is damp to that kind of stuff, or what? Yeah, I think there's bits, little bits of everything. You know, people uh driven in certain ways, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, how to keep up with it. You know, I think definitely their their practice regimen is, is huge, you know, because I've heard some of them talk, you know, like, yeah, I try to practice – as much as I can, but knowing full well, I'm going to be two days of travel. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes practice day over there, I'm going to practice really hard. You know, right. a lot of air, a lot of volume, double check my stuff, and uh, come, come game day, you know, they're ready. Yeah. Yeah, for sure they have like a little bit of... They do, they, Settling you know, time because they're taking this shit serious. That periodization like you're doing mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, probably taking it to the next level a little bit, you know. But also they go to a lot of tournaments. Maybe, yeah. they, you know, they're doing tournaments in their local locale. Yeah. And you know that, you know, you try to do as many as you can. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You know, so. Very interesting, man. Yeah. Seeing those guys shoot, it's. It's kind of inspiring, and then at the same time, it's kind of like, well, shit, what do I have to do? Do I have to practice more than I'm practicing now? Because, god damn. Um, yeah. See, other thing in notes, Kyle Douglas shot the 598 with a backup bow. Yeah. It's cool he got his hands on a greenish-yellowish bow. Yeah, I mean, there, there's another uh, feather in his cap, the Matthews lift. You know, it's like, here. Wait, Matthews lift? I'm not a lift. Title. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, let's get in the yeah. Pay homage there, Hoyt yeah. boy. All right. <laughs> Respect. Hey, I said Matthews. 
the titles are just crushing. They're right doing now. really well. I mean, and everybody. And look at they not didn't heard have a to, bad word. They didn't know? have to fire a bunch of dudes. <laughs> you know, isn't that crazy? They oh. didn't have to fire anyone. Oh, that's coming. They just I put, think it's coming. You, you think so? End of this season, we'll see. You think a bunch of Matthews guys are going to get fired? Bunch? No, but I think. You think There'll be fi- some. You think some they're gonna fire Douglas again? They're gonna. There's gonna be some people that are gonna be uh, chosen not to have their contracts. You think so? Renewed. I don't. I don't think so. Just for Kyle. Just for Kyle, you think they're gonna ask some ask some people? They gotta make some room in the. You know. We'll see. Vegas is gonna be the decider. Yeah. Five ninety eight is great, but that's not. You know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's just so. Here's more time for Kyle. How shitty know? would that be if Botek fucking? Who's gonna do it? Put put nail the casket door on this dude's career. <laughs> Only he will be the one to decide. He that. will be the decider of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he shot when he wanted. Personally, that first year he wanted at Vegas with that PSE bow. I don't think that was. You know, the there was prime, I, I, prime I thought there was better was? better bows than that. That year, PSC, he was oh, shooting. Oh, but you can't say that because why not? You, it's like a Mormon person telling us that, uh, <laughs> uh, telling us that um, Pink Floyd you can listen to, oh, you know, sober or not sober. It's like uh, you have to do it not sober, yeah. all right, before you can make that call. All right, same thing with you. You'd never shoot a PSC, you dipshit. That's that's <laughs> not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> I just think there was. <laughs> At that that particular year, I think there was better bows than that PSC he was shooting. Dude, was that PSC not the Supra? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And that, and that Supra won a lot of shit. Yeah, but there was like nobody else shooting that in the uh, lineup. Dan Jassa, Dave Cousins. Did they bank it to the final? I don't know. I don't think. I can't they remember, did. dude. The Maven Girl got me so high in Vegas that I fucking <laughs> lost like eight months of my memory <laughs> entirely. Uh, so, story for another day. Yeah, I, we've already I've already said the story a thousand times on here. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows the edibles are my kryptonite. Yes, they are my kryptonite. So much so that I won't even touch them now. Well, that's saying something, <clears throat> right? Because I'll fit anything into this pile. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Bodie's shooting PSE now. Yes, he is. That's pretty cool. It's amazing Hoyt didn't try to secure the bag on Bodie. Yeah, there's there. You know that would be uh, for inquiring minds want to know if anybody does drop one to a line at Archery Unfiltered on uh, why Bodie took the route he took. I I don't know why he took the route he took, but I had heard. Second hand from Turner, from Joel, that Bodie did not like the Stratos. Okay. Is what I, and I mean, two people were moved. It's hearsay at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? But didn't, didn't Bodie shoot the Stratos last year? No. He didn't? He, he shot the Invictus too? He crushed everything with the Invictus. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. He beasted with the Invicta. So. Well, you know, he may, you know, he might be in a great little. In his own little world, there he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna shoot whatever bow I like and yeah, and pick up the." Uh, if he doesn't sign with anybody, the that's, money you that's know, uh, pretty beastly of him. I'll shoot, shoot what I want, and I'll just pick up the checks after the end of the shoot. Mm-hmm. Strange how none of those things are Matthew's bows. 
Is it an old guy thing? Is it just old guys like Matthews? No, you shoot it. I'm. <laughs> You're not old. Dude. No. You're going to see me get out of bed in the morning. Well. Play your cards right. You just might. You're broken, I, but you're not old. I'm fucking There's broken. I'm just old, dude. Yeah, worn out. <clears throat> Burned out. <laughs> okay. So, uh, any other pro news you want to get into? No, no. I mean, uh, you know, Neems. Lots of hearsay in this episode. Yes. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of shit I could probably just not say, but <laughs> you know, archery and filtered. If we didn't say it, it would just be archery filtered. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Let's get into my other notes here. Thumb buttons are fentanyl, is what I wrote. Oh, yeah. Which is yes. basically, they can make you feel really good. Oh, I concur. Or they can make you feel really shitty. Yeah. Two years ago, I shot a thumb button for the Todd Hawkins. For this same shoot that we're coming back from. For this same shoot. And I, man, I did really good. Yes. I got, you know. To be fair, you took a regular thumb button, though, and turned it into a... Real abortion of a release. <laughs> I still have that. How knob. big? How big was your thumb knob? It was one inch. <laughs> Fucking retarded. Yeah. Because <laughs> the way I was actuating it, basically that was wrong. Was by breathing on it? No, I mean the way I have it set up in my hand, and I was trying to make it go off. I couldn't do it with the the regular size knob on there. So I went for that oversized knob and just added yeah. a ton of but you leverage know, on it. Here's the other problem. You were hard up for this one type of Carter release. Insatiable, correct? It was an insatiable, yes. The fingers are so swept on the insatiable that you're basically pulling with just your two, you know, your yeah. index and middle finger. Right, right. That's a terrible release. That's a terrible ergonomic to get your thumb on there and then I pull would, through I a would shot. I would agree. I was looking for the regular. Mm-hmm. This is Insatiable Plus or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just looking for the regular one where it's pretty much just a T. Yeah. But I couldn't get my hands on one. So. Ah, well. Shucks. But you know how it is. I, I was I was having quite a honeymoon with it for a while there. So, mm-hmm. Well, uh, if anyone's got a thumb button release that they want to donate to Jim no, for this outdoor no. season, <clears throat> I'll document his, his, you know, his success and his the progress. The only one on I it. would look to uh, borrow or try out. Is a Carter convertible? Why? Why a Carter? First, why a convertible? It's a uh, because the way I want to shoot it, I want to shoot it with the actuation <clears throat> of my uh, your pinky finger. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, already marks against Carter for all this Dudley knock-on bullshit, but the convertible is the is dumber than anything with the knock-on logo on it. Have you tried it? No, no, I. I don't need to try it. It's basically, you know, it's a good. Um, if you get one, I'm gonna ask you to let me shoot it. And when you hand it to me, I'm gonna throw it in the <laughs> fucking pond. And I'll say you're welcome. <laughs> now, what you need to try is True Ball Rave. True Ball Rave's legit. That I still that that just shocks me on how you shoot that thing. I, dude, I'm gonna. That is like they usually give away those things with like price package you know it's like <laughs> it is the cheap <laughs> it is the cheap version of <laughs> their blade you but, know? but it goes to show you the ergonomics of it yes they fit your stubby little fingers there yes quite well they do fit dude you know what fits my stubby fingers even better what's that a large stand release well yeah their size is goofy i i <coughs> would really like to get my hands on a large stand shoot it a bunch you know, check the. I don't think I like the clicker 
button, you know. I'm borrowing one from my buddy George right now, and uh, I also shot Alejandro's down south. Um, yeah, how did that go for you? I mean, bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But not bad enough to where I didn't make money. So, you know, I was still able to hustle a little bit. Sure. But yeah, I got to. Um, I'll give you a crutch to. That's why you didn't shoot as good. To, to give my thing. ego a, a way out, basically. Yeah. Now, I do want to try the stand regular thumb button. Because I feel like if I set it up just like my rave, I'll get all that comfort that came with the stand and then have that nice, easy break and rave. I mean, rave feeling. Um, just something about the true ball thumb buttons, dude. If you shoot them a lot, mm-hmm. they start to hurt your fingers. Oh, that's great. And maybe it's just me, but I feel like if you shoot shoot them a whole fuckload, because they're thin, the handles are thin. Okay. You know, it's probably just me. In fact, don't take that to the bank because someone's gonna call me a puss. <laughs> so, anyway, thumb buttons are fentanyl. I like it, but a lot of my good buddies are like dipping into the button, it's fucking them up. You know, and it's like dipping out of the button. So, I don't know. My my, uh, you're, you're quite good at grabbing, except for the other weekend there. But you're quite good at grabbing a a new release and doing really good with it. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, well, I said up until last weekend. Well, all right. Well, thank you. But yeah. the um, to anyone that's struggling with their buttons right now, my number one recommendation: put it aside for a week. Shoot a hinge. Shoot it. Click, no click, whatever. Just shoot a hinge for a week. Pick up your button, and it'll be brand new. It'll right. be all those things you remember you loved in that button. It keeps you, keeps you honest. Yeah. Yeah, it'll keep you honest. And you'll remember, you know, what what you're doing. And then you'll remember, oh, I don't have to do these crazy, you know, grip and rip moves with this. I can be subtle with it. Right. It's kind of like um, if you have, like, a seven for a wife at home. And then you go out to Vegas and you bang like a five that's like, you know, toothless but crazy. Then you come home and you realize, ah, oh, that's right. I had I had cake and pie here the whole time. I didn't have to go fuck with that other <laughs> crack, um, you're crack gonna have to. I want to see this formula on the on the chalkboard later. It's so. all theory. In theory, it's all theory for me because yeah. I don't do that personally. I stick with the thumb button the whole time. Okay. All right. I think you should give up on the theory on the uh, steamy bathroom <laughs> mirrors there. Um, let's see. You're forgetting some key parts. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, we had a um, listener question. Tips and trips uh, tips and tricks for a drop-away rest. Buddy of ours down in uh, Fresno, my buddy Rolly, okay. got a hamski rest. Oh, He's throwing it on now. He, he was shooting an AAE um, blade rest, right? Okay. Freak show. Rest that we both very much like. Right. Uh, he took it off. So I'm throwing a hammy on. He goes, give me some tips and tricks. All right. What can I do to make this thing perfect? So I tell Rolling, number one, torque tune it. Right? In and out, in and out. And t- you know. Torque it to the left, torque it to the right, move it around, get it so everything's hitting middle, then paper tune it. You know, make sure it's not tearing wacky up, down, left, right through paper. Right. 
might not be in that order. That might not be the best order. You might paper tune it first, but I know if you move your rest in and out, sometimes it can affect your paper terror. Yeah, you're going to see some differences. So that's why I say torque tune it first, then paper tune it after. Just because, uh, maybe you'll follow me on this, just because the tear got bigger or smaller doesn't always correlate to... It shoots better. Yeah, uh, yeah. worse, bigger groups... Or smaller groups. Correct. So Correct. That's, that's what you're you're trying to go for. Your that's, girl page is all about that, too. Like yeah. It's never one-to-one. There's to one. quite a few people that, you know. Yeah. That is, uh, I think Broadwater, too, yeah. says here, here to that. Like, you know, so you have to put the time in. You know, you got to do it. Shoot some games, you know. Test but verify. Yeah. Right? That's what Paige's deal is. Um, uh, so I said there's that. Another good thing to do is, like, spray powder on the back of your arrow. On the, on the vein some, side of your arrow. Some, uh, f- yeah, foot powder. Foot powder, developer spray, whatever. Shoot it down your rest and see. Make sure that that blade is coming, you know. Yeah, at, the, at some point, it's off of your arrow. Make sure the timing is uh, yes. of when it falls away. Cable timing. Is, if you are that's going to be key. If you're getting vein contact, move the uh, cable closer to the limb pocket, away from your axle. Okay. Always. That's the, that's the thing. That's the. So I told him to do all that. He was like, eh, I'll just paper tune it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that's what I would go to if I was going to do that. See, that's why you need to charge for some of this advice. <sighs> People with free advice, they ask your, somebody they hold in high regard, and then they disagree with them. And they're like, eh, <laughs> fuck all that. You don't know what you're doing. I can almost see his irritation yeah. with my long-ass text like, returning. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. I'll, I'll paper tune it, but just stop texting me. <laughs> it's like, I'm just answering your question. <laughs> So there was that. Um, test in tune. Test in tune. That's your. I do very much, as much as I, you know, joke about Dave Cousins' big ego and all that shit, I very much like the way Cousins runs a hammy, right? Yeah. For outdoors, he runs it with a blade. Him and Wilkie both run it with a blade. I think Wilkie runs a G-Flex blade, you know. They run it so that at full draw, it's up at, like, the 35-degree angle that you would normally be running your, lizard, you know, launcher yeah, blade if yep. you were shooting a blade. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when they shoot, it's just out of the way. So I, I dig that. That seems like uh, even if you did get some kind of vein contact, it would be very minimal. Right. So. Yeah, and that, that's a plus of the Hamskis. They do have numerous launcher blades available. Yes. yes. The Target one comes with uh, some pretty legit, like, yeah. G-Flex and launcher blades. Do they blades. come in thicknesses also? Yes. Okay. Yes, I believe so. Don't quote me on that exactly, but I do know... I want to say yes. <laughs> Definite yes, Fuck. but don't quote me on it. Okay. Yeah, for sure, yes. I don't know, though. Okay? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, ever since getting on the Matthews kick, all I can tell you is I shoot steel blades. Matthews to- and then I, you know, okay, I we'll, shoot we'll s- I nothing but steel blades over here, homie. We'll circle out of this, but uh, I'll the start. QAD blades are fucking pricey. I did go handle a, a Matthews title. You 30, did? 36. And when, uh, you, when, again, when can we expect to see you in one? Uh, not anytime soon. You, yeah. Damn it, man. Uh, I told you. Uh, if the, you ju- the Jews ain't going to let you. Yours, huh? If you're going to sell yours, I would think about uh, buying mine. Buying yours. Ah, oh, dude. Come on. Don't put that on me. Yeah, but the Jews that, ain't. that's the, a long shot. The Jews ain't going to let you buy one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> have to go down in the tunnels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get the okay. <laughs> I knew that's what it was. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> keep them shooting the blue Hoyt <laughs> for now. <laughs> um, other listener questions. Great. 
AAE veins are not sticking. I already know the answer to this. Oh, boy. Well, All right. I don't think I responded to this listener, so hopefully they're listening. Okay. Jim, do you know why AAE veins will not stick? Pretty much for all veins, is your prep is off. Yes. Now, I can tell you firsthand, I prepped the shit out of my stuff mm-hmm. and still had trouble getting them to stick. Oh, really? Yes. Well, okay. Uh, were you using other compatible glues or were you using AAE glues? I wasn't using AAE glue. Uh-huh. All right. But that wasn't what it was. Because okay. now I'm using boning glue. It's oh. simply picking good glue. Okay. All right. I was using um, super glue, gorilla, the blue bottle gorilla glue, control gel. All Is right. that Loctite, you mean? Uh, yes. Or I, I use both. The okay. gorilla glue one because, you know, Buddy told me about it. And then the other one was the, yeah, Loctite super glue control gel. gel. Yeah. Um, and that, that works great with Q2Is. Okay. Does not work great with anything else. Ah, okay. So the compatibility, literally. Have you? Okay, this crazy question here. Yeah. Have you ever tried using AAE glues? I did. Okay. But the bottle I had was so old. Ah, okay. That it was. You were unable to. Exactly, and I just recently heard about the shelf life on these glues, right? Like, the CA glues. Yeah. Really? They're not forever. Okay. Right? They're I know you keep them in the f- freezer, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, so recently, you know, I got a bunch of AAE veins because Gaius Carter, the man. Yes. You know, he shoots them, so I want to be like him. Uh, I got them. Same prep as always, right? All right. I use the acetone pen on the bottom of the vein, on the foot of the vein or whatever. I'll go one further, and I'll kind of scribble the acetone pen on the on the arrow shaft also. All right? Just use boning glue. That shit sticks like permanent, like your veins, dude. Okay. Like, remember we tried to yank your veins off with a, with a pair of vice grips, and it just <laughs> fucked Did, up the vein? Yeah. Still stuck to your shaft, the but... The foot was still there? Yeah. Yeah. So... I, like, you could grab my, my veins, twist them any which way. They won't come off right. now. And I credit it to just getting a new thing of glue. And sometimes if you buy Aero Glue, it will give you, like, on Amazon, sometimes it'll say, like, new batch or, oh you know, whatever. It'll have batch dates on Exactly. Something like that. So that I got my boning glue from Amazon. Do not have fletching problems at all. That's great. So if you're having sticking problems... Yeah. Okay. F- I would assume you're prepping your shit because that is common knowledge. So, here's the question that part of the question you didn't get from the from the viewer, the listener. That maybe you could say. So, when you put your vein in the clamp, do you stick it on there for a certain amount of time, or you, you oh, just put it point. on there, stick, and then pull it off? You that's know? a good point. Uh, I tend to leave mine for like 30 seconds. Okay. I think that's overkill. I think Real Wild said a long time ago, like 12 seconds, 14 mm-hmm. seconds is fine. But, you know, again, I've, I've, I have PTSD from all these veins falling off in right. the past. Yeah. I'll leave them on for 30 minutes <coughs> to even a minute. Right. I, you know, I might get up and, like, you know, do something. Right. You know? Or yeah, I know as far I I like using FlexFletch products, which I've always have, uh, with the old FlexFletch glue you had to hold it on there for like a minute. Yeah, was that Flex Bond? Is that what yeah. that was? Yeah, the green one. Now, green that stuff one. was really cool because 
it was like rubbery. Yes. And it was like shock absorbent. Right. Shit. That was cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that one, and then then I started using the Zing Kling uh-huh. uh, with the activator. Zing Kling's cool. And uh, yeah, you know, but occasionally I didn't do prep. And they would fall off. Yes. You know, after I, after a while. I get it falling off with Zinkling. So far, boning, the boning glue, 100% success yeah. rating. So, that's, uh, you know, that's my but, little. But basically, prep is. Uh, prep is key. Yeah. And <coughs> new glue. I think. Um, new quality glue new, is key. New, new glue. And, you know, I would say use the same, whatever fletching you have. Use their recommended glues and uh, preps. Yeah. yeah. So I could see that. So, you know, from the listener, we, we don't know the whole story, what they were using for glue. Correct. How they were, you know, prepping their arrows or even the uh, the veins. Yeah. I, I think a, the thing is, I think prep is a common sense thing, you know. I think most people are prepping shit properly. Yeah. I think this thing with the glue date or the glue being old or whatever is heavily overlooked. And then people start saying, like, if you look on Archery Talk, you'll get a ton of people. I can never get that vein to stick. Right. I can never get this vein to stick. Yeah. And then there's other guys that are like, well, I prep my shit and mine stick perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It's, well, you know. There's always somebody, yeah, I, I can glue my veins up in the bottom of a lake and it sticks, you know. And <laughs> yeah. I have mud all over it and it still sticks exactly. to this day. So. But, I don't know. Best vein for sticking? You two, I. Okay. Oh, come on, dude. You can just lick it. I'll stick it on there. It'll stick by suction alone. That may be, mm. but I'll take up the what I feel the durability of Flex Fletch over that. Yeah, Flex Fletch is very good. Made in America oh, as well. Yeah. Yes. So, anywho, what else do yeah, we keep got? Keep the listener questions coming, and we'll. Yeah, if you guys got more listener questions, send them our way. We'll try to do. Uh, We'll give you what our history is. Yeah, we'll tell you what two other amateur shooters think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, that's it for uh, we got pro news, pro rumors, two listener questions. I had more, but I just didn't bring them with me. Oh, okay. And these are kind of the ones that I feel we both had can weigh in on yeah. super easy, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, we could... You want to recap the the shoot we just come back from? Yeah, well, let me get this out. You know, if anybody, I think you have a episode of um, what to expect or what to do for Vegas. Do I? I think you do. In the past, maybe. <laughs> so you may want to go look, go look for that if you guys are going to Vegas. What to expect for Vegas? Yeah. Well, how to? Yeah. You know, yeah. When you go and show up, and how to. I think you're thinking of my how to shoot a fifteen hundred in Reading. No, no. Well, well, maybe I'll we'll tell you. It might be a good idea to do a what to expect in Vegas. Yeah. All right. Things to look out for. I've shot Vegas a whole shitload of times. Uh, and done quite well. I've done okay. You've done more than okay. Yeah. Didn't do anything to make a name for myself, so I'm not gonna. Mm, yeah, I guess winning the lucky dog was no big deal. I didn't win a lucky dog. You were close. I you lost the lucky dog yeah. to Sir Stephen Hansen. Yeah, at the hands of Stephen Hansen. Yeah, yeah you should be ashamed. You suck. Fucking hundred pound little skinny bitch. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So 
we're coming back from the wilderness shoot. Um, it's a great shoot. This is one of my favorites because the payouts are spread out all over the place. Um, we shoot two qualifiers. We all go to lunch, come back and shoot matches. Yeah. This qualifier, so we have two qualifiers. Within each qualifier, there's a uh, random draw team. Yeah, team blind draw, right? They'll do a team blind draw, then they do, um, you know, high score gets paid for the first qualifier. Yep. High score for the second qualifier gets paid. (laughs) A lot of money gets spread around. Do you remember who shot the high scores for the first qualifier? Caleb was one, correct? Caleb, definitely, I know Caleb shot two. Two 300s. Both qualifiers Caleb got. Yeah. Um... I want to say Alan Burnett. Alan Burnett shot one. I don't remember his X count, but he definitely got one. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, Did Elliot get one? Uh, Elliot got the second. Elliot Peters. Yep. Kingslayer. Who now I who I have his pen now. Sweet. Well, that's another story for another day. No, we'll I'll get into that now. We'll I get into that it. today. But let's see. Uh, who else? Did anyone else shoot a 300? Mark Rubio. Did he? Yeah, I think he shot the second one. God Earth. damn. Was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been the first one. I remember I tapped him on the back, right? I told him give him a good job. Did the same thing to Elliot Peters. Okay. Um, Pretty awesome shoot. Uh, let's see. Yeah, run in a timely manner. Doug puts on a very... Uh, yeah, if anyone has ever shot with Doug Rosin, he does not like to waste fucking time. No. Get up, get we to the stake, fucking shoot, get to the next we were stake. like running down, doing our scores, running back to the shooting line. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. He said, just write your scores on the fucking target, yeah. get your ass back and shoot. The whole time he's screaming, but it was okay. <laughs> Dude, Doug said he'd take me hunting. What? I, I asked him. I said, Can, I said when are you going to take me hunting? He goes, Dude, he goes, you name a time and place and we'll do it. Oh. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. And his new girlfriend was there, and, and I was like, you don't understand. This dude's a name. Yeah. And then... Uh, What'd she say? Roll her eyes and <laughs> sla- slap her leg? No, I think they're still in that, you know, oh. enthralled with each other face. Like, oh, my God. This wow. dude's really famous, you know? Yeah. And then he tried throwing it back my way and said, oh, no, Wendell's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah, Ash, I think, you know, I don't kill nothing. So Doug's very good at passing out the accolades. He even told me if I didn't want to go with him, he would just tell me where to go. He's like, I'll just tell you where to go. You go find bucks on your own. But I kind of need someone to hold my hand, <laughs> you know. Well, as for someone holding your hand, Doug Rosin would be great. Yeah. Person. All I need Doug to do is get a trophy buck, hold it by the antlers in front of me about 20 yards, yeah. and let me shoot it in the vitals. <laughs> <laughs> Doug is quite the accomplished hunter. I definitely will not fuck that one up. I yeah. do 20 yards okay. Yes, I've seen it today. <laughs> no, that was yeah. just okay. <laughs> Dude, as far as my own shooting, I shot more nines today than... Shit. The, probably the AV, AB Invitational where we're shooting Super 10 targets. I don't know what my deal was, but I tell you, I came in confident today because your boy threw down a 450 clean for the state indoor on Thursday. Yeah, that was... Uh, Again with the lift, another another accolade for the. Uh, it's called a title. Uh, it's a title. Matthews title. All right, I, I, uh, you know. It would be better if you shot it with the lift. You call it a lift. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna hook your fucking Hoyt out the <laughs> moving car, and then you'll be forced to buy one. It'll be fine. I'll just go pick it up. I did. Look at shoot it again. My title's that color. <laughs> I, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Pistachio. Yeah. There you go. Mint green. Oh. Pistachio. Um, dude, if the lift. 
really is the cat's pajamas, I might use that for everything. The lift, okay. Yeah, it, it depends. I have to. If they had a 36-inch lift, I think it would be. They got a 33, and the riser, well, granted, mine, the one I ordered is a 29.5. Okay. But the 33, the riser length is yeah. the same as the 36. Really? Yeah, it's simply the angle of the limbs that changes it. Huh. So that's what got Technology. me thinking. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just yeah. cheap shit with the limbs. You change the angle of the limbs, you change the axle to axle. That's all it is. But the lift, that could be something, man. That could be something. Sure. I might try to get my paws on a 33 and make it to do everything bow like I had planned for the Elite. Please my don't remedy. Do that. Don't Why? Do that. Why has everyone got a problem with that for? Don't do that. We all got to have two bows? Yes. For multiple shit? Yes. <sighs> I mean, one of those bows could be a fucking. No. Three PG&E payments, dude. <laughs> So that's a utility for people that don't live in California. It's just DoorDash for you. One one night. No, dude. DoorDash. I got a DoorDash multiple nights to make a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. And it's in the for ghetto. Hundred bucks. Yeah. I, I still can't believe you called me that night. Hey, I'm going down to. Was it Hunter's Point? Sunshine Gardens. Yeah. I'm like Wendell. No. Dude, that dude, that no, random guy. I was door there. DoorDashing in the ghetto, but I happen to be on the San Francisco side of the bay. It's not my hometown, and I'm literally. On foot, like I parked my car, I'm looking for this apartment to hand deliver food to, but all the numbers are knocked off the fucking doors. Yeah. And this dude comes out of his apartment and goes, yo, bud, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, dude, I'm just delivering some McDonald's. I was like, is this yours? He goes, no. He's like, but I'll show you which apartment it is. And he takes me over and he goes, hey, dude, he's like, between us, you better get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon? He goes, for reals, you're about to get hurt real bad. You don't know where you are. <laughs> and I was like... What do I look like? Fucking howdy doody? You're like, I can't take care of myself? And the guy's like, bud. You know, they say, you know, some of the ghetto guys, they say, you can't tell if you're saying bud or blood or yeah. bruh or whatever, you know? <laughs> he just mumbled, bruh, get out of here. And yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> Got my fucking Yaris and peeled ass out of there, dude. Yeah. So that's the other thing, dude. I hate fucking door. Why did I get on this door dashing kick? Oh, the PG&E thing. pay for your new bow. No. Okay. No, but... Oh. Yeah. Damn, fucking DoorDash. What a fucking <laughs> gig. I can't tell you how many times I wind up in the fucking ghetto. Yeah. With people, like, yelling shit at me. And I'm like, for reals, you're expending more calories yelling at me than you would if you just robbed me for this food. They don't know who you are. I know, right? Yeah. Come over and get slapped up Steven Seagal style. Jesus. Like at the USC. <clears throat> anyway. Moving on. So we shot qualifying rounds. Couple good, you know, couple swinging dicks out there. None of them were mine. And then we went definitely to definitely not mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we went to lunch. Came back. Um, match play started right up. Who was your first match? Uh, well, wait. First, you had to shoot off just to get into the ball, right? They had like a, a lucky dog esque type thing. You're right. Lu it was a shoot up with a bunch of people or shoot off just to get in. I did. You won it. Yeah, I had a, I had a mental issue and tried to pull my release with my fingers instead of holding it with the thumb, and I only didn't score all my arrows. One, oh, shot a zero, so that put me way down. Yeah, that's right. That <laughs> I was, think I was on the bottom. That was during qualifying. Yeah, yes, I was in the bottom. Yes, uh, Jim shot someone else's target. Yeah, it's okay. So I think there was five of us, and I won that. 
And then, and then I went up against uh, Bob. Bob Thurman. Bob Thurman. Our friend from up north. He's a string builder. If you guys yeah. want some cool strings built from a legit dude, Bob Thurman. Very knowledgeable. Yes. Uh, uh, Austin Watts will vouch for him. Yep. Yep, big time. He's always willing to try All right, so you, so you dusted Bob Thurman So I off. got Bob. I yeah. didn't dust Bob. I did, I did my game, and then Bob had a couple little yips. Dude, that's, that's all matches are. If yeah. you guys shoot matches in your club or whatever your local shop is, just know that matches is truly you shoot your own game. Whoever shoots themselves in the dick is going to be the guy that loses. Basically, yeah. Basically, that's it, you know? And uh, so, yeah. Go on. Proceed. I, I, I got – I did well with Bob, and I moved on to the next one, and then I moved on to – this person named Elliot Peters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Botex Golden Child. Yeah. The lone Botex shooter. Yep. Winner of the Bay Area Open. Yep. His name's on the plaque. Uh, winner oh, winner, winner of the Wilderness. Of the shoot. 2023. Todd Hawkins shoot. Todd Hawkins shoot. Yep. Um, so I take it you're a little nervous? We, no. No. I had, my expectations were I'm just going to. Pull back and try to aim the best I can. Okay, how'd that go? I had one arrow. I wish I could have did a little better, but uh, I did good. I beat Elliot. You beat Elliot. I beat Elliot. Holy smokes! Yeah, well, that must have felt pretty good. Uh, I was kind of chuckling to myself. Uh, <laughs> you pointed at him, and then you <laughs> pointed at yourself, and you said, "Look at me! I am Kingslayer now." <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Elliot. We know that's not true. Don't hurt us. Yeah. No, no. Elliot, uh, you know, there's inopportune times when your bow oh. does things. Oh, are we blaming the Bowtech? Anybody's bow. Are we taking underhanded cheap shots at Bowtech now? No, no. I, I know somebody else who had a low shot or a high shot today also. Oh, uh, yeah, Unexplained. me. Me. So. <laughs> um, Things happen. Yeah. Dude, Elliot's such a cool guy, dude. He is. You know? <sighs> Wish I could have, like, chatted it up more with him. Right. And then uh, Rudy was hogging that I spot. moved on to the next round. I went against uh, John Scar. John Scar. Yeah. So. And uh, John knocked you off. Yeah. I, I was – I had the lead, and we went into the last, the last end, and mm. – I didn't have the lead anymore. <laughs> <laughs> damn. But John was shooting quite well. Yeah, he yeah. shot he uh, shot pretty damn decent. He just put himself in a hole against me and but luckily I I let him I helped him out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he moved on. But that was the end of my day. He said here, step on my back. Yeah. And it'll get you out. <laughs> yeah. I'll do in my matches I drew my buddy Zach. Uh, you guys yeah. can hear him on the Fresno podcast. Zach shot a 299, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. In one of his qualifiers. Yeah. Yeah, Zach's shooting strong. I know in you know his local leagues, he's throwing down 300s now. So Awesome. That's fantastic. He's feeling good. Um, you know, like I said earlier, it's really just you against you. Yeah. And then the guy who loses to himself just doesn't move on. And when it's me versus Zach, Zach just, you know, he dropped it himself. Yeah. My second match was against Mark Rubio. I felt like I was going to shoot really fucking good, and I was shooting, like, all Xs. I think that was probably my finest match was against Mark, even though 
second in, he shot the ceiling. Yeah, that was amazing. National champion. It just goes to show you shit happens, like I was saying. To everybody. Here he goes. Mark, for some reason, decides to think he's awesome and double clutches his release and shoots one off into the ceiling. Remember Tanya Gallatin punched herself in the face with her release. Ouch. Yeah, you know. You know, uh, your your hero uh, Chance Bobuff there at Lancaster. Yep. Shot one into the back Had wall. Had the bang. Yeah. So. It happens. It happens. But uh, Mark moved on and kept on shooting. Kept shooting. I asked you about it because I was thinking, like, I felt it felt wrong to continue to try to shoot really focused shots against someone who just threw it on accident. So I was kind of thinking, like, maybe I'll, I'll throw one arrow, you know? Yeah. But then as I was running it through in my head, if that was me on the other side, Mark could shove that arrow right up my ass and, and put it in the middle. Yeah, he would have, like, uh, George Floyd you. I mean, exactly. Totally. Exactly. He kneeled on my neck and yeah. never let up. <laughs> and so I thought, you know what? Out of respect for Mark, I'm just going to keep shooting my game. Okay. You know? That was good. And then I mentioned it later to him, and he's like, oh, you mother, don't you ever do that. Don't you ever do that. And well, so I mean, I it wasn't the – we've seen it happen in, you know, matches in international play, but uh, – Yes. It was like – Lutz and Galantine was you know, one. Um, they were like up two arrows. So, I mean, so basically they just – they threw their last arrow. Yes. So, score-wise, it just looked – Yeah. Wasn't a total blowout. Yeah. So my next match was against John. Uh, I felt strong against John until I didn't, and then you know, yeah, the offered him up my back to step on. What uh, what a time for uh, something to creep up, right? Seriously. All right, where were we? Back on the road. We just stopped. Just stopped for gas. <clears throat> um. You know, maybe I'll try to edit this to be seamless. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, man, dude, COVID is just letting people wear masks fucking willy-nilly now, huh? Maybe they're doing it on purpose. I know, dude. If I got to see another dude with pants around his ankles <laughs> wearing a fucking ninja mask. <laughs> dude, I'm getting... It's making me sound like an old guy, dude. I'm, and that dude had a knife clipped into his boxers. <laughs> You sure it was a knife? It, well, it could it have been. something. It wasn't a gun. Maybe it was his uh, <laughs> his prosthetic. <laughs> prosthetic is dick bump or something. God, <laughs> dick. Uh, the world we're living in, dude, is fucking bananas. <laughs> At least out here in you know California, <laughs> California. in the crazy Bay Area. Uh, uh, anyway, so we're talking about John Scar. Uh, John beat me. Got us both. Yep, he did. Got two fucking knuckleheads that he can bury. Um, John was having a was having a good day. I felt really strong against John until just one shot. You know, I I dropped a nine, had a little dip bang action. Weren't mm -hmm. really feeling like dip bangs, but you know, if you're not making strong shots, then you're just not making strong shots. It's yeah, like, leave it up to the gods at that point. I don't know what it is about me today. I could not piece strong shots together for the life of me. Uh, when I figure it out, I'll teach you guys how to protect yourself from it. But until that day comes, well, I mean, you're you're doing things to try to help yourself. You know, you've been going on that high uh, high arrow count, the high arrow counts. You know, and you're you know taking your your breaks at certain times. Yeah. So for the 450, I kind of played it. You know, we shot the 450 on Thursday. 
I carried out, you know, it was going to be a higher volume day or I'm sorry, higher volume week. I got two days in really good of high volume. Then the morning of the 450, I didn't shoot anything. Okay. I just kind of, I, I, I went to bed early that night, rested. I was kind of similar to the plan I was playing with us for today. Um, I did not get a chance to practice between Thursday and today, but I was thinking, you know, get well rested, yeah. go out there, hit it hard today. You know, it's just life gets in the way, you know, yeah, of the best reason, laid plans. Whatever reason, <coughs> that plan just did not hold water today. Yeah. Um, you know, after John, I had to face off against Caleb for third, Caleb Kiocho. Yes. We both shot clean. I beat him on X's, but it really was just, I mean, he was shooting 23s. I feel like if Caleb was shooting 27s, he probably would have beat me or we would have tied. Okay. I'll give you my take on that. Go on. 23s definitely fly better out of bows than 27s. That is a so, noob mentality. No, that yes. is not. No, I got, it is dude, not. There is a point at which you can make both of those arrows. So, so, so why isn't he shooting 27s then? Uh, because his 23s fly better for him. They group better. His scores are better. I, Therefore, 23s are better. His 27s were re- he shot really good with his 27s. He I hasn't shot 27s he since did, when? Uh Barry Open? Okay. But he's he been shooting 23s open. ever since. He shot Yeah. He shot 23s at the Joad uh, California Indoor. It might be that you shot a three hundred thirty there. Yes, yes, yes. That could just be it, though. Maybe he doesn't want to be changing shit around. And then he shot. He shot the Fresno. He shot really well again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Twenty threes. Okay. All right. I feel you. If anything, it's inspiring me to fire up some twenty three action. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that for the rest of this. Well, I mean, you know, the the thinking is, it's just like, okay. When skinny arrows came out, and then there was everybody was shooting two forty sixes, and they were like, "Oh, I want to. I'm gonna. Con- There's certain people there. I'm gonna continue shooting two forty six size arrows yeah. because I want to be able to catch a line." But that mentality is not entirely. You can catch more of a chance to catch a line, uh-huh. but with the skinnies, if you're shooting better groups, you won't need to catch a line. Right. Right, just like some of the ASAs, yeah. You see the women shooting, or maybe some of the men shooting like X tens and stuff like that. Yeah, for the unknown. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah. Well, also because they 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 all shoot for the same uh, ring, so yeah. So they get bounced out easier. Oh, with those bigger bigger arrows. arrow. Yeah, I can see that. But I mean, like in the finals, you know, it's pretty much one arrow target. You still see people throwing X tens in the mix, Mm -hmm, pro mm -hmm. comps or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I uh, I don't know. Caleb shot great. Caleb shot great, and he went out the way you want to go out. If you're gonna lose a match, you want to go out shooting clean. Yeah, go out swinging. So it's cool. I got a signed dollar from him. He gave me a signed dollar. Wow. Yeah, he gave one to Alan too, which I don't understand. I don't know where. Okay. Because Alan must have got him somewhere. Well, he, Alan got him for the 325x, right? Uh, or, maybe. Or 29x. Yeah, maybe so. And down in Fresno. So I don't know. That's good. I've been saying we're getting closer to him. Yeah, I mean, it's the least he can do. He's collected so much money from you guys. Here's one dollar, one dollar back. (laughs) (laughs) Buy yourself something nice. Yeah, fucking losers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not going to spend it. I'm going to put it on my wall. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, that one time. Yeah, that one time. Remember that one time? Yeah. <laughs> Watch, Caleb's going to fucking practice his ass oh, off and God. just grind us into dust now. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm like all over the place with... Now I'm not exactly sure. You know, I did a, a heavy arrow count. But... Yeah. What it resulted in. Like, the way I shot today, it's almost like... I I don't know if that was time well spent or not. You know? Well, I'm going to say it was. Because... The way you shot in Fresno, and then you just had continued... Yeah. On with the arrow count, and then your 450 yeah. round was... Yeah. Awesome. 38x. I mean, that's freaking up there. I'm going to practice real hard so that we, uh, I think I was 37x. I can't remember. I'm one less than Alan Bernetta. 36. Um, 30, yeah, okay. maybe 36. Uh, I'm going to practice really hard still. One more week of indoor practice. Okay. Great. I'm going to help Alan Bernetta get squared up for Vegas. Okay. You know, on next Sunday. And then, bam, right after that. We're going to uh, switch over to shooting some Pierce Tours outdoors. Fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. think I got a good build for Outlaw. I'm going to go a little heavier in the nose. Oh. I think I'm going to go like 140s. Whoa. Up front. Or 130s up front. Okay. Um, and uh, very, very small veins. I think I'm going to do the AAE uh, little shield cut guys. Okay. That seems to be have fine. you considered? You know I like flex 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 flex. Yes. Now they have the all new Silent Night 2.5 Pros. Yeah, 2.5 Pro. I'm not going hunting with these. They are marketing it as a target arrow, target, target vein. vein. Ooh, am I peaking my curiosity here, pal? Mm-hmm. But look at for a short draw length like me. The arrow's going to be going a lot slower. I want a smaller surface area to be affected by crosswind. So you're going to get those, like, mini blazer vein ones? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Some Either, like, mini blazers or, like, the AAE shield cuts are pretty small. Don't get those mini blazers. Okay, all right. I won't. I mean, they cool, though. I, I will sponsor you. You can shoot 187s again. Well, I, are you opposed to shooting 187s? I'll get you whatever color you want. <laughs> you uh, don't got to do that. Just, oh, my God. I just can't see you. What's shoot. wrong with AAE veins? They look No, cool okay. I'll, fine, shoot the AAE, but if you're going to, you know, shoot those mini blazers, I, 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 no, I, was, I, I can't I was shoot with token. you. I told you All already. Right. I'm going to shoot the okay. AAE shield cut vein. <clears throat> okay. You know, big ups to Gaius Carter again. Great. Yeah. But I'll, I'll probably start building those this week. What vein size does Gaius Carter shoot? I think 2.0. 2.0s. I think that's the shield cut mm-hmm. size. And you're going to shoot the 175s? Uh, no, I think they're. I think the 175 is um, taller. Okay. I think it might be slightly taller. I'll check. But yeah, I'm going to shoot the smaller. Surface two. area is what I'm, counts. That's what I'm going for. I'm going to go for the smaller surface area. Okay. All right. And I'll do the math. I'll you know I'll crunch the numbers and okay. see which ones better. All right. But that's going to be. That's what I think I'm going to run. Little, little heavier up front, a little lighter in the back. Okay. Just try to drop some bombs in. Yeah. This is going to be a fun season, dude. It's going to be good. Expect, you know, if I'm only shooting outlaws this year, expect me to get fucking wild. That's good. We're going to get wild. I might even 
I don't want to say I'm going to start smoking weed again or, or bringing weed to these events, but I might bring mushrooms. Oh. Maybe even a little LSD if I can make sure it's not going to make me all emotional. Man. You know. Mushrooms and a Joe Rogan tattoo. You're ready to go. <laughs> That's so fucking lame. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. I want to be the butt of your jokes. Your bro jokes. Uh, um, I don't get it. People getting the tattoo of him, but okay. So, big congrats to Austin Watts. He won. Today, the, the match play. Yeah. Good job, Austin. It's good to see you. He had, a, he had a, more than a couple of matches he had to go through. Yep. Handful. Handful of matches. Yeah. The boy shot good. Yes, he did. Nice and cool today. Yeah. So, nice work, Austin. We're all proud of you. Um, before we sign off on this, I've been getting a lot of messages from people wanting hats. Um, the demand is such that I think I'm going to cave and get a new run of hats. All right? So, if you guys uh, want. Awesome. Uh, let me know. My boy Jim says to get Richardson hats. And I know that seems to be the gold standard in our industry, in the archery industry. My only gripe with that is that the Richardson hat is made in a Chinese sweatshop. Oh, right? okay. And, and not that I want to push my religious beliefs on you guys, but I would like to get a hat that is made in America. Well, I'm sure everybody in archery unfiltered land would we'll want, cool to, that, right? want you to keep... To, true to your word, so so with that, I will. Said, I'll try to forego the Richardson. All right, I'm going to try to keep the cost the same. Yeah, um, you know, the same as it was before. I think last time I got like I was selling for like 35 bucks a pop, which is big for a hat. You know, pretty pricey for a hat. Yeah, but if you guys can like bear with me, I'm I'm gonna get one made. I'm gonna get a. I think Rudy calls them a sample. Get like a sample made. If the quality's good, if the work is good. I'll order more, okay? Um, right now, the color palette I really like is like tan and white. My favorite hat that I own is a shrewd, like an old fucked up shrewd archery hat. Mm. And for whatever reason, that's always been my favorite. Okay. If you guys absolutely hate that color combo or there's something that you would rather see, let me know. And I'll, I'll toss it into the mix, all right? But we're going to go American made this time. And... Uh, I'm thinking the logo might be embroidered on as opposed to... Uh, the leather crit- patch. Yeah, the leather patch. Well... All right. Well, um, do what you can and see what let's, you know... The logo's still going to have... It's going to look like a patch, right? It's still going to look like a patch. I'm going to have a border on it, all that good shit. So, uh, yeah. You guys hit me up if you're interested. I'll start getting, like, a list so I can figure out how many I need to order on this. Because you guys know, it's like i got to order them in bulk. It's not like I can buy hats yeah it's not like you have a whole surplus of money just to buy a a, a gang gang of hats to get the exactly i try to price per piece down you know exactly i try to gauge it on off of demand how many people ask me and then i'll order some yeah you know a couple of my buddies have been asking for hats for like months now right but i just there, there was no demand but as of late a bunch of people are hitting yeah. me up, so it's like, okay. Yeah, I just like to see you not go negative, you know, like you did last time in uh, oh, for out make, of pocket. Making money? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, even though there was that one guy who was like, you should be giving away all these hats. And yeah. <laughs> there was one dude that was pretty pissed telling me that I was committing tax fraud. Yeah. You know, not a legit business or whatever. And I totally get that, you know. Um, yeah, I ran into the negative last time, but it's really because... 
I didn't have a problem with it because I, I get so much support from the listeners, and everyone's so fucking cool. Everyone that wears a hat is usually a really good ambassador to my show. You guys probably make the show sound better than it really is. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And yeah. I, for that reason, I was totally fine going into the red. Uh, this time, however, like, I am selling all my kuyu to kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, stay up on credit card bills and just take over shit. So I, I can't go, um, I, or I try to not go in the red this time. Right. Just try to stay, you know, as uh, one to one even as, possible, as yeah. possible, you know. So, so, yeah, if you guys are interested, let me know. Uh, as of right now, they're going to be tan and white. They look badass for hunting. They look cool when they get dirty. Yeah. Okay. You guys, let me know if you got any other color suggestions or anything you really want. If everyone is giving me the same color suggestion, uh, then I'll I'll run with that. Jim, what what color would you like to see in a hat? Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty easy. Uh, yeah, would you wear a tan and white? Yeah, I'd definitely wear a tan and white. You know, Sick. I'd love to see the dirty fingerprints and the sweat stain coming through. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and then if anybody's out there that help Wendell, then they've got uh, a hookup where they, you know, they can help well, I, the price per product, you know? I think I got the hookup. Well, okay. I'm not going to say the hookup, but I think I know the company that I want to go with. Great. Because there's only so few American companies that make hats. Sure, sure. So. Great. Yeah. You keep it patriotic. Keep the money in America. Look at that deer. That hillside has always got deer oh, on yeah, it. Yeah, look at that. Look, there's another one right there, sleeping by the fence. Look at you. You're just like a... a deer spot and fool, dude. Man. That's right. I'm wired tight. And they were actual deer. They weren't stumps or rocks. Yep. When you, when like you Rudy know. points out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, Jim, for being the guest. No, no problem. Thank or, you. I'm sorry. It was co-host. Fun. Co-host. It was you all are, the fun. You're much more important than guest. <laughs> all right, buddy? All right. All right, dude. Catch you later. Bye. All right, guys, I want to share one of my favorite products with you guys. It is the Baker Archery Products Pro Shop Vice. Uh, my buddy Butch out in Idaho makes a sick bow vise. Uh, and you guys are probably wondering, well, why do I need a bow vise? It makes working on your bow super easy. It's one of those must-have things like a bow press. Um, the shop vise, you mount it somewhere on your table, you know, with it, you can manipulate your bow any which way and lock it into a stationary position. You can level your sight axes, you can set up arrow rests, install D-loops, knock sets. Shit like that becomes real easy, stuff you can do really fast on the fly. Um, and, you know, you probably do it better quality than doing it just sitting on your couch <laughs> in front of the TV. I'm not the only guy that likes these products. You guys might have heard of Kyle Douglas, and he uses these. If you have any interest in seeing how they work, check out my Instagram. I'm going to put up a setup video where I'm setting up my hunting bow with one of these bad boys. They are sold at BakerArcheryProducts.com for the low price of $240. Through PayPal, you could be paying really low payments like $22 a month. These things are legit, well worth the money. When you break it down into payments, shit, it, it's cheaper than hell. Check them out. BakerArcheryProducts.com Tell my buddy Butch I directed you that way so he knows it is worth sponsoring this podcast. Okay? Alright. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, guys? You guys know my opinions on bowstrings. I think the, well, I think the top bowstrings in the world are made by Tom Parkinson, uh, followed up by uh, Austin Kincaid. Those are some of my two favorites. I'm currently shooting uh, a set of bowstrings made by my good friend, Nick Ingham. And I would urge you guys to get out and check them out. Uh, Flingham Nation Bowstrings, it's an Idaho company, takes pride in every strand using only the best material, 452X. Trusted by the pros, this is true, myself and Nick included. Well, I don't think I'm a pro anymore, but Nick is definitely a pro. Uh, stretch for hours, uh, ready to go for performance. I know Nick stretches the strings under an insane load. Um, you know, and you guys, if anyone knows Nick Ingham, he's a, an elite shooter. He is, I mean, I don't mean the bow company. He is a badass shooter. He's been on the podium with guys like um, Chris Schaff and uh, Kyle Douglas. Uh, if you guys want to check these strings out, go to flingemnation.com. That's flingemnation.com. Uh, you can follow Instagram, uh, follow on Instagram, Facebook, Flingham Nation. Um, and another thing, guys, if you order a set of strings from Nick, uh, use code UNFILTERED. You get 10% off a set of strings. I, I'm personally all about, uh, well, first, I'm all about Nick. I, I love Nick as a dude, personally. Um, I love his family. And he's he's breaking into string building, and he's building a damn fine set of strings. Uh, I'm gonna post up a video pretty soon of uh, me installing his strings, doing some timing setup on my bow, and uh, you guys can see the quality on there. All right, all right, y'all, check him out. Fling him bow strings. Guys, my favorite stabilizer is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. I've been talking about this bar for three years now. Um, if you guys know me, you know I am a whore for gear. And the one thing I've kept constant is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. You're probably going to ask why, Wendell. <laughs> well, quite frankly, the Carbon Craft Stabilizer is the stiffest, lightest, dampest stabilizer I've ever shot. Um... For the money, for the price point, it beats any other stabilizer. Performance-wise, it beats any other stabilizer. Um, if you're shooting any other bar, it's probably just because you're shilling. All right? Check them out. Carbon Craft Stabilizers. You can order them with my friend Brian Webb down in Fresno, or you can call Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Saracoters out of Napa. Um, my friends Darren and Bet, they Saracote bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Saracoting. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Caulfield's bow. All right, check that out. Casey Caulfield on the side of the Lancaster truck. She's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. 
what does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Koffel family. So, uh, yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schaff. Uh, all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit him up. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh, you know, if you're a gun nut, if you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you. You know, um, check him out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love. All right. All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.